you will second-guess yourself out of your blessing. You will second-guess yourself out of what God has for you. You will ultimately second-guess yourself out of salvation. I can remember talking to a couple of individuals from a different denomination, and I began to explain to them what the word of the Lord says according to how to enter in into the kingdom of God. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter in. He also told him that if you're not born again, you're not going to see the kingdom. So you're not going to see it, you're not going to enter into it unless that, that New Testament plan of salvation is in your life. It's not going to happen. And I can begin to, I remember telling these individuals this, and they wanted to bring up every diff, everything that had nothing to do with this New Testament plan of salvation. They wanted to explain it a baptism away by referring to the, the thief on the cross. And I politely explained to them why the thief on the cross didn't have to be baptized at that time, being that Jesus was still alive and that that New Testament plan of salvation hadn't been established yet and how that it was technically still the law and it was coming to a fast close and that thief on the cross was the last person to get through into the kingdom of God that way. And I began to explain that to them and I can, I can remember how that it, when it was all said and done, the, 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 the statement that was made is that, you know, I know that I'm saved and, you know, that's okay. And I begin to think how the devil has blinded people's eyes to what the truth is. Tonight I'm thankful that when I heard the truth that I didn't try to explain it away. I didn't explain uh, the Holy Ghost as an extra added on blessing, but I saw it for what it was. And not only did I see it, but that I act on it and I did what the word said. I repented of my sins and I got baptized in Jesus' name. That I was not only a hearer, but I was also a doer of the word. Tonight, we don't want to just hear the word go forth, but we want to do, thus saith the word of the Lord. We want to abide by the word of the Lord. We want to commit ourselves to the word of the Lord. We want to lay hold on eternal life tonight. In Jesus' name. You can be seated tonight. We want to do it. We want to do what the word of the Lord says. I can remember as a young person and how that the slogan was always used, just do it. They made millions off of that slogan. Well, tonight I want to tell somebody, just do it. Stop having all the questions about it and just do it. Repent. Lay down your sin. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Just do it. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Just do it. Allow God to have his way. Submit to his will. Humble yourself before him. Just do it. Stop having the questions. Stop listening to false doctrine. Stop listening to what family members say and say, you know what? I'm tired of coming in and out of the house of the Lord and not receiving what God has for me. But tonight, I'm going to get what he has. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm not leaving it until the Holy Ghost baptize me. You can be seated tonight. 
We want to receive what God has for us. We want to hear the words, the word of the Lord when it goes forth. A lot of times people, we make the mistake of when the word of the Lord goes forth, we make the mistake of thinking that that's an individual or hearing the person that is speaking instead of hearing the God that is speaking through the person. We make the mistake of thinking, oh, that's just so-and-so, and they're trying to tell me what to do and what not to do, and they're trying to, you know, hold me back. Well, we want to understand tonight what is being said tonight, and we want to understand that the words that are being spoken is not words, it's not my words, but it's the word of our Heavenly Father. He's the one that's doing the work. I just want to hear, have the ear to hear what he has to say. And when he says it, I want to act on faith. And I want to put one foot up uh, after the other and say, you know what? I'm tired of sitting on this thing. I'm going to get baptized in Jesus' name. Come on. Not Father, not Son, not Holy Ghost. But I'm going to get baptized in Jesus' name because he is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Ghost. Come on. I'm not explaining it away, but I'm taking it for what it is. You can be seated tonight. People will come in. And their, their lives will be in total chaos. Lives will be completely torn apart. As soon as they hear that you got to repent, as soon as they hear you got to be baptized, as soon as they hear you got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, then there's questions. Then there's wondering whether this thing is what it really, really seems. I don't want to hear what it takes for me to be delivered and not do it. I want to be delivered. I don't want to hear what it takes to break sin, the hold of sin off my life and I don't do it because I think that that's not how I, I perceived it was going to happen or how I perceived it was going to take place. But a lot of times the way we think God is going to work is not how he works. You'll find out that when Naaman came to the prophet, now Naaman, he was a, he was a man of rank. He had very high rank in what he did. And he came to the man of God. The Bible says that he was a leper. He came to the man of God because he wanted to be healed of his leprosy. He thought the man of God was going to come out and do some kind of magic trick over him and heal him. But that didn't happen the way that he thought it was going to happen. The man of God sent his servant out and said, look, go do this and you'll be healed. And he got mad because it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. We can't get upset because how we think it's going to be done or how we think it should be done. We can't get upset about that. We got to accept it and we got to act on it if we're going to be delivered, if we're going to be saved. See, because he began to ask himself, isn't there better rivers than this that I can go dip myself into? Isn't there better? 
There might have been better rivers, but that was the word that went forth from the man of God. You go to this river, and you dip down in this river, and you're going to be healed of his leprosy. And it got to the point that one of his servants had to ask him, if he would have asked you to do some hard thing, wouldn't you done it? In other words, what's the big deal? Go ahead and dip down in the river and get healed. Come on, somebody, you need to stop explaining away. You need to stop complaining. You need to stop asking your questions. Can I just do this or can I just do that? Come on, the world says you got to repent. The world says you got to be baptized. The world says you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, if you're looking for power, you got to get the Holy Ghost. If you're looking for the devil to flee out of your life, you got to have the power of the Holy Ghost to stand upon. Come on, you can't sign a card and think you're going to overcome. You can't accept him as your Lord and personal Savior and think you're going to overcome. you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need that power to tread upon serpents. Power to tread upon scorpions. Power over the rise of the enemy. You need the Holy Ghost. Come on, signing a card ain't never saved nobody. Confessing ain't never saved nobody. But being born of the water and being born of the spirit has always got the job done. Has always been the way you overcome. I don't want to explain that the way I want to do it. I want to do what the word says. You can be seated tonight. I found that the hardest people to witness to are the ones that think that they already already have something. You'll hear it said many a times that it's easier to witness to a person that completely knows nothing than it is someone that thinks that they have something when it's really not the truth. And we're not knocking anybody, but that's just the that's just what it is. That's just how it is. People think that because they have what they call some kind of relationship, that that is it. And their minds are not open to hear nothing else. You'll read in the book of Acts about a man that he had a relationship with God. The Bible says that this man prayed, that this man gave alms. He did all these things. He was a righteous man. But yet, there was still something missing in his life. And the angel came to him, and the angel gave him instructions and told him to send men to one's house, and you're going to ask for an individual named Peter, and he's going to tell you what thou oughtest to do. Now, Cornelius could have had the mindset that, you know, I know that I'm a righteous man. There's no doubt in his mind that he was. There was no doubt in, in his mind that he was, a, he was a righteous man in the eyes of the Lord, but he still needed something taken care of. And he sent those men, and when Peter came back, he didn't, we don't read about Cornelius saying, you know what, that's all good and everything, but I'm all right. I don't need that. But you can tell that Cornelius had already prepared himself he had already prepared his family. He had already prepared his friends that whatever we hear this man tell us, 
We're going to act on it. We're going to do it. And the Bible says that while Peter yet spake, they didn't even wait for him to, be, to get through preaching. The Bible says that while he yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell on them. That tells me that they was ready to receive what Peter had to say. Come on, you got to be ready to receive what God has for you tonight. Come on. You don't have to wait until the altar call. You can get the Holy Ghost right this moment. You can be filled with what God has for you right this moment. Come on, they was prepared. Their house was ready. They had a readiness of mind that whatever this man says, we're going to accept it. We're going to do it. There's no question about it. We're going to receive what he has for us. We're going to do it. You can be seated tonight. Many times we will get instructions from the man of God or some kind of leadership in our lives that God has put in our lives. Many times we will get instructions and sometimes it's not what we want to hear and in our own minds we hear it and we let it go out of one ear and we still do what we want to do. And that's not the way to go about things. But even though if it hurts, we got to accept it because we got to realize that ultimately it's God's words. It's not a words of an individual, but it is God speaking through, speaking through that individual and giving them those words in return to give to us. Tonight, I want to get this thing right and understand that ain't nobody trying to spoil my party. Ain't nobody trying to spoil my fun. But I want to be in line with God's word. Come on, if God is telling me that this relationship is not according to his plan, then guess what? I want to hear it. I want to accept it. And I want to do what it takes. I want to wait for God's plan. Come on, if God is telling me that you got to break away from this, you got to break away from that, then I want to do it. I don't want to complain about it. I don't want to bicker about it. I don't want to murmur about it, but I want to do it. I want to do it. You can be seated tonight. You will miss out on blessings that God has for you. You will miss out on the greatest miracle that God has for you. There are some of us that God is telling us, has told us to make a little bit more time for him, to clear our business schedules and make a little, dedicate ourselves a little bit more for him. It's, that, it's time to actually do it. It's that time to act upon it. I know that there's busy, I know, know that we get busy living this life and trying to provide for families. I know that better than anybody else. But when it comes down to obeying the word of God, when it comes down to talking to my heavenly father, I can't let anything get in the way of that. I don't care how busy it is. Guess what? You're going to have to hold because I got to get some instructions. I got to be in line with this thing. I got to be able to hear my father speak to me. I got to be able to obey his word. You can be seated tonight. I don't want to miss what he has for me. I don't want to miss what he has for me because of my disobedience. You'll find out that people missed out because of disobedience in the word of God because they didn't follow through with the word. 
Saul, God made him king when he, in his own eyes, he was small. God made him king of, over Israel. But somewhere down the line, Saul thought that it was all about him. He thought that he had done figured this thing out. And now he can do it the way that he wants to do it. He found out real quick that God doesn't honor that kind of behavior. He doesn't honor that. He found out that God removed him. And God, he made a statement. He said that I found someone that is better than you. I found a better man. Wow, that is something I, want, I don't ever want that to be said of me because of disobedience, because of arrogance, that God has to find someone that is better than me. Come on. I want to obey his word, and I want to follow through completely with his word. I want to do what his word has to say. Come on, you're telling me to get rid of this, put it to the word of God, then I'm going to do it. I'm getting rid of it. I'm letting go of it. I'm not disobeying, but it is better to obey than to sacrifice. It is better to do what the word has to say than to sacrifice your family, ultimately to sacrifice your soul, of losing your soul for eternity. It's much more better to obey the word of the Lord. You can be seated tonight. It's better to do what God has for us to do. I don't want frustration to cause me to act out a certain way and I miss out on what God has. Because when God's word goes forth, he wants somebody to do exactly what he is saying. Not trying to find a better way, not trying to find a better plan, but doing actually what the word says. That's the problem with the world that we live in today. That's the problem that we have with false doctrine today. They're trying to explain away different things, and in doing that, they're not, doing what the word says because his word is true his word is true his word don't need to be rearranged it don't need to be fancied up it is what it is when it is brought the right way it is powerful it will break every chain it will break every addiction off of a person's life it will pull you out of the horrible pit out of that miry clay it will set your feet upon a rock it will establish your goings when it is brought the right way Come on, I ain't got time for playing around panic tank. I need to be delivered. I need to be set free. I need chains to be broken off my life. I need the word the way that it is. You can be seated tonight. We're not trying to water this thing down. We're not trying to water it down. When you, when you water it down, you find out that you don't have it any longer the way that it's supposed to be. You find out that you lose grip on this thing. You find out that you begin to lose your children to the world. You find out that you begin to lose what God has placed inside of you. Come on, I don't care what this world says. I refuse to back up from what God has placed me on. Come on, I'm going to do what his word says. Come on, live holy and acceptable before the Lord. I'm going to do that. I don't care what the world says. 
Come on, walk righteous and holy. I'm going to do it. No if, ands, or buts about it. I'm going to do it. You can be seated tonight. You'll find out that when Jesus, after he rose from the grave, the Bible teaches, Paul teaches that he appeared to about 500 and that he told them to go and wait for the promise of the Father. You'll find out that only 120 showed up. The other 380, whatever they were thinking at that time, what was important to them, I don't know what they were thinking, but you know that they missed out on one of the greatest miracles ever recorded because he poured out his spirit the same, just like he said it was, just like he said he would, just like the prophets prophesied it that he would. He poured out his spirit on the day of Pentecost, and those three, 380, they missed out on something great, something wonderful, because they refused to do what the word of the Lord says. Come on, I'm not missing out tonight. I am not missing out on something great. Come on. I don't know what you think is more important than this, but let me tell you, it don't compare to the Holy Ghost tonight. It don't compare to the peace that we feel in this place tonight, to the joy that we feel in here tonight. Come on, I'm coming here with my hands lifted up. I'm coming here with the praise on my mouth and my lips. I've come to give him what he deserves. You can be seated tonight. The word of the Lord tells us that when Elijah, during a, a famine, that Elijah, he came to, God directed him to go to a certain widow's house. And when he got there to that woman's house, he asked that woman to go and fetch, fetch him some water. And as she went to go fetch him some water, he asked her to bake him a cake. And she told him, all I have is a little oil. All I have is a little flour. I'm going to bake a cake. Me and my son are going to eat. And then we're going to die. That was her plan. And Elijah told her, okay, carry on. But just bake me, that, bake me a cake first. And you can only imagine what this woman was thinking as she thought to herself, this is all I have. How am I going to bake you a cake and then in return bake one for me and my son? And the Bible says that when it was all said and done, she just did what the man of, the, man of God said. She just acted out on faith and she did what the man of God said. And you find out that when she did that, that that flower, it didn't run out. That that oil, it didn't run dry. And the Bible says that she, it lasted until the end of the famine. In other words, her faith brought forth blessings from God because she just did what the word of the Lord says. Come on, if you're looking for that miracle, then you need to do what the word of the Lord says. You're looking for that healing, just act down on faith and do what God's word is telling you to do. 
Come on, you'll find out that you'll receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You'll find out that God will bless you like none other. You can be seated tonight. I want to do what God's word says. Just do it. Get yourself out of the way. I don't care how, you, how you're wondering how it's going to happen. Just do it. Just step out on faith and get baptized in Jesus' name. Just go ahead and do it. Just come down to this altar and lift up your hands and let go of all of your thoughts, all of your wondering and your doubting, and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Just do it tonight. Don't leave out of here the same way that you came in, but act out on your faith. Let God show you that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. Just do what the word of the Lord says. You can be seated tonight. Just do what he says tonight. God has given many of us instructions about different things, and we've procrastinated on them. I fall into that category at times myself, and God is telling us, just do it. Just do it. Just teach that Bible study. Just knock on that door. Come on. Just spend some time with me in prayer. Just read my word. Come on. Just come in and worship me with all of your heart, mind, and soul, blocking out everything else, blocking out the bills that are at home, blocking out what's going on um, on the job, blocking out all of that and just come in here and give me what I deserve. He's asking us to act out. He's asking us to do things. Come on, I am tired of putting God on the back burner, but I'm tired of just procrastinating, but I want to act out on what God is telling me to do, and I want to do it. Come on, that Bible study that God is teaching me, here's the time I want to do it. That door he's telling me to knock on, that co-worker he's telling me to witness to, go ahead and do it. You can be seated tonight. You'll find out that if we keep disobeying, if an individual keep disobeying God's word, then we're going to miss out on something great. We're going to miss out on something that is wonderful. When God tells us to do something, he wants us to actually do it the way he's telling us to. You'll read it all throughout the Bible. One of the greatest prophets that you'll read about in the Old Testament was Moses. God worked through Moses like no other. And God told him to speak to the rock. The people was complaining. They was murmuring. They thought they was going to die of thirst. Seems like they was always thinking that. And God told Moses to speak to the rock. And through his frustration with the people, the Bible says that he smote the rock. Now, God still honored it and water came out, but later on God told him and spoke to him and said, because 
you refuse to glorify me in the midst of the people that you're not going to enter into the promised land. You'll find out that God allowed him to see it, but he can go in because he disobeyed the word of God. Now, this was Moses. This was God's right-hand right man. He spoke face-to-face -face with Moses. But even Moses missed out on the promised land because he disobeyed God's word. When God tells us to do something, he means what he says. He wants us to act out on he wants us to follow through just like he said it. He don't want us to act out in frustration. He doesn't want us to act out and do it the way that we want to do it. But he wants us to do it the way that his word says. Tonight I want to give and I want to do exactly what the word of the Lord is saying. Come on, I don't want to come in here with some different ideas thinking that I can come to God any kind of way. But I got to come to him right I got to come to him the right way according to his word. Come on, if I'm going to make it into heaven, then I got to get in there the right way. Come on, you can do all the good works you want to do, but when it's boils down to it, we got to be born of the Lord and of the spirit. You can't do enough good works to take away your sin. Matter of fact, the prophet said that our righteousness is as filthy rags. In other words, we got to be born of the Lord. We got to be born of the Spirit. We got to do it according to the word of the Lord. Let us remain standing here tonight. The Holy Ghost is here. There are some of you that God is ready to pour out his spirit upon you. He's ready to fill you. The question is, are you willing to do what it takes that God, so he can have his way in your life?